are you? I'm good. I don't, have we ever met before? Like I officially? Don't I don't think we but have. I feel like we have like same similar friends. Yeah, or for sure. Maybe we just have. Well, Allison. Everyone's friends with Allison. Yeah, she's been around. Did Allison know Jesse was coming in today? I don't know. Yes, but she got really ill. She had to get oh, rushed classic off. Classic Allison. <laughs> <laughs> She's faking Are it. you working right now? Well, kind of, yes. Even though, yes, I mean, yes, I, I am. I mean, on your show. Yes, yes. You are? Yeah. It's Thanksgiving times. I know. It turns out I want, you know, people to feel sorry for me, so I tell them I work all the time. Oh, God. Are you working right now? No, Thanksgiving times. So wait, when do you go back? What's happening? Um, I go back next week. Um. I'm going to Ball State University this weekend to teach a musical theater class. <laughs> what are you teaching? I don't know. I'm, I'm teaching like like a master not a class. Specific musical? No, just like like being a musical theater student. And like when I was a kid, I I've been talking about my life as a musical theater actor to young children. Top three musicals. Oh my gosh, Sweeney Todd, Bye Bye Birdie, um, The King and I. Oh, what about, okay, so wait, we did Bye Bye Bird. Do you, love me, do you love musicals? Are you a no, musical kid? I, I, no, I wanted to be, but I can't sing or dance. Okay, well, those are two things you guys have to <laughs> well, do. Maybe I could take your class. <laughs> come on, come to Ball State University. <laughs> I'll just be the 41-year-old. <laughs> uh, did you, you did Bye Bye Birdie? Yeah, but what, and what's the famous school. one? Like, um, call, with a call, the calling one? Um. So I heard they got pinned. I was I hoping they would. Pin. Did they pin that pin on? Or was it too good? Do you see? It's a telephone hour. I'm just trying to mouth your, yeah. <laughs> what you're saying. But um, no, I was always like relegated to, because um, the spring musical was the pop, like where the, was acceptable for the popular kids. Right. So they would always be the leads. And I was like resentful in the background. Like, Can I tell you what? When yes. I was a freshman in high school, we did Bye Birdie. And I was cast as Albert Peterson, which is the Dick Van Dyke part, I think. And so it's the, you know, it's the male lead. And like they don't cast freshmen. In, like, no, that's That's huge. like for seniors. Yeah. But I went to a Catholic high school where like we were begging for any male to be interested in something other than football. So like, and I was not interested in football. I was like, I can do musicals. So they cast me as Albert Peterson. And that summer, this was like before the internet, I was a closeted gay kid in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And so I got caught stealing gay porn at Hastings Book and Music. And I got like taken to the clink. And like... <laughs> Your high school had a clink? No. <laughs> The, the the county jail and so like my as punishment God, this is crazy i'm so sorry that must have been so tr fucking traumatizing traumatizing as punishment my mom and dad made me drop out of bye bye oh, birdie no. and sp no. I, but the thing is i was in the chorus i uh i was in you know chorus class and they um had the the chorus class at my school, high school was always in the the pit of the the musicals and like would basically fill out the singing for all the people who can't sing on stage. So I was, I still had to be a part of the musical, but I had to be off stage like with my music book, just flipping pages and singing into a microphone while like some talentless junior played the role of Albert Peterson in Bye Bye Birdie. Fuck that dick. Traumatizing. But wait, so did, and did everyone know like... At your school? I don't think they did. Although, 
I I don't think so. That's that's Isn't that traumatizing. Tough. Yeah, that's tough. And they like showed my mom and dad the nature of the material I had been stealing. I still remember them saying that. We want to show you the nature of the material he's been stealing. I think that's how I came out to my parents. God. Woof. I kind of feel gutted. Up, up from there, though. <laughs> Everything's up from there. <laughs> oh, shit. Listen. Uh, character building moments. Oh, God. Was your, so the drama like club was kind of the lowest of the low, like in terms yeah. of social yeah. ranking? Yeah. And the school musical was something we just did like every other year because that's how uninterested my school was in like theater. And it was meant for the whole class. So it wasn't the drama club that did the, the musicals. Like obviously kids in the drama club, there was like maybe five of them. They would obviously be so excited about the musical, but everyone else was just, it was literally begging people from like the tennis team or the football team or the cheerleaders, like just please let's do the musical this year, you guys. <laughs> That's well, yeah. My, it's not pathetic. It was, no, no, it was similar at my high school, um, and it was it was tough. It was tough because we were like it felt like a bunch of misfits for yeah. you know six months out of the year, and then the spring musical comes along, and all the cool kids are suddenly like, yeah, our parents are going to come see it. We're going to audition, and we're going to get the leads, and. <laughs> It, like all of us were just like stewing in the back, like doing some painting on yeah. the set. Yeah. Like, pretending to know how to use a hammer. Right. Look at us now, though. <laughs> Look at us now. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Hometown. It's today your actual birthday? It is. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thanks. How's it, how's it going so far? Uh, you know, do you enjoy your birthday? I don't hate it. I mean... As, as far as like a day that I'm being celebrated or is because I'm a day, another day I'm older? Any, which one? I feel like I actually kind of, I'm 42. I just turned 42 and I, I really embrace the getting older part because I feel like I look really fucking good for 42. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like I work out and like I try and stay in good shape and I, I feel, I feel good. It's so like that part. I'm like, I'm not going to be upset about it. Like I always saw my parents getting so upset about their birthdays. And even now, like they, they never want to celebrate. They want to acknowledge. I'm like, it's happening whether you like it or not. It's so like, why not like make a day out of it? Totally. It does but feel I'm ridiculous. I'm not big on like having a whole lot of attention on me. And that's weird as like someone who's an actor, but I, I just don't I'm like it. I'm so with you, which is such a fucked up thing for me to say. Cause I, I like, I go downstairs to rehearse or whatever. And dear listeners were sitting in my dressing room, um, with Jesse Tyler and Ferguson. A very aggressive massage chair. <laughs> and a very aggressive massage chair. <laughs> that neither one of us are sitting in. <laughs> and I like, I'll be so obnoxious. I'll be like, wow, everybody look at me. And, um, but then what, there's something kind of specific about, like today I felt really embarrassed down there mm -hmm. and I was unusually quiet um yeah <laughs> and now i'm podcasting <laughs> oh yeah i i do like the cake that our, we always celebrate the birthday that's of that week at our table reads we do a table read every wednesday with my whole cast and so that's the day that after the table read we wheel in a cake and you know you get up and you say a few words and you like the candles on your cake and i actually i i love cake so i'm like totally into that part of it but then I just like want to have people stop talking to me. Can I guess your favorite cake? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go go for it. It's so it's so cliche off of the story I just told you too. Oh, 
can keep me. I guess I gotta go with. Go, chocolates? go for it. Chocolates? No. Vanilla? It's vanilla, but it's funfetti. Like, I would need the little How rainbow the sprinkles. How the would I have ever guessed that? Funfetti with white icing. You really so good. set me up. I know. Well, maybe I set I mean, come on. Up. It's a rainbow cake. That's pretty <laughs> over the top. It's pretty gay. I was going to go with carrot For some reason, just I need that. I need that, that splash of color. Carrot cake's pretty good, too. Um... Okay, so thank you so much for being of here. Of course. And here's my um, podcasting Hi, I'm buddy. Sim. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Have you done podcasting before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How I many, mean... How many it, times? I don't know, like three? Oh, God, you're not qualified. Get the fuck out of here. Click. Just Wait, the door who have you done? Who have you done before us? Um, Aisha oh, Tyler. Oh, Sim's going to get competitive. I, I get, you know, I get little Aisha jealous. Tyler had a podcast for a little yeah, while. yes. I did this Girl Hamilton Hamilton podcast oh. where they like dissect a song of Hamilton. That was fun. I don't know. I don't know what else I've done. I mean, you know, podcasts well, come, you pop in, do a podcast, you forget about it. This will be memorable though, I promise. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to play a little bit of a game. Okay. By the way, thank you so much for being of here. Of course. It's so kind of you. It's nice to sit down with you. I've admired you for a long time. Thank you. Why? Because I think you're funny and talented, and I've heard really nice things about you from people. Oh, that's nice. Like Allison Janney. Oh. <laughs> who really likes you, oh, I think. I love her. I know. I'm, now I'm a little embarrassed. Well, don't be embarrassed. My, my okay favorite cake is carrot cake. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst song. Uh, it's the worst. And no one ever makes the octave. Do you ever notice that? If you're listening to people sing it in a bar... They go, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Anna, happy birthday to you. I'm like, there was an octave jump there. Happy birthday. This is the note I'm not hearing up here. Yes. Let's all try and hit this note. Da, da, da. Nope. No one. And it's we've talked about this on the podcast before, that it's a weirdly sad like tune. Yeah. And many more. <laughs> It's like so depressing. Uh, I'm gonna fucking yeah, and nobody likes to sing it. Nobody likes to receive it. No, no. But we're you know what? Let's make this our goal. Happy, 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 happy birthday. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. Like and it'll get crazier and crazier. Oh, this is like as... ease on down the road from the Wiz. Come on and ease on down, ease on down. <laughs> oh, I like that. That should be my birthday song. Okay, what's the game? So the game is this: you have to imagine that you're single. Okay, and you can choose. To be, you know, after, you know, 18 seasons of Modern Family or pre-Modern Family uh-huh. or okay. like, or musical theater, Al- Albuquerque or New Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it Albuquerque? It's Albuquerque. Right? That's where okay. I'm going. Okay, yeah. Um, did you guys like, like, what were your road trips in, from Albuquerque? Would mm, you go? We went up to Santa Fe, which is an hour away. Bandolier Campground. I know you've never heard of it, but it's beautiful. It's Taos. But yeah, awesome. Skiing. Yeah, New Mexico's beautiful. It is beautiful. Terrible place to raise a redhead, but beautiful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just not today, melanoma. It's uh, my mantra every day. Okay. So which do you choose? To be single or... You're definitely single. Uh-huh. But when to be single? Oh, um, I think ju- choose now. Choose now. Choose now. Okay, I'll yeah. choose now. Yeah, that's good okay. advice. Okay, he has 
a limp biscuit tattoo. Wait, 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 Anna, you have to tell them what the game is. Well, it's deal breakers. Sorry, did I not mention no. that part? Sorry, okay. you're single. These okay. are deal breakers. Okay, okay, okay. He has a limp biscuit tattoo on his neck. Mm-hmm. I don't like limp biscuit. No offense <laughs> to limp biscuit. <laughs> I could get past it. How big is it? How big is the tattoo? It's about three it's like and a half those... inches uh, tall. Uh-huh. And, and maybe it's it's the whole band. Oh. <laughs> and it's right under the jaw. Uh-huh. Do I get to ask you questions? Is he super handsome? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's handsome. Most and he's definitely. kind, obviously, if he's a Limp Biscuit fan. <laughs> <laughs> and a generous lover. I think I could get past it. I don't know if it's a deal breaker. God, surprising myself. But then he asks you if you can get a small loan to get it removed. (laughs) (laughs) No, see, I think I would have offered the money. I was like, let's get that removed for you. (laughs) But then he only (laughs) can't handle the pain. So he only can like, he only does like two sessions. So it's it's like like slightly faded. It's like a little scabbed over. MP by. (laughs) So, I don't but know. you're, you're ge- it's, it's, it feel I'm like single. you're single. The thing is, I'm single. There's better fish in the sea, so I think I'm. It's a de- it might be a deal breaker. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, we sort of set you up for that a little bit. Yeah, um, I tried as hard as I could to make it work. You did. You got to give me credit. Oh my gosh, you so did. You so did. But then turns out he was using you for tattoo yeah. removal. Okay, so he's Not a gamer. The first time. <laughs> he, he's a gamer. <laughs> he's a gamer and considers himself a Call of Duty professional. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mm. He's hot. I might be able to not a deal breaker. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if that's all he's doing, I'm, we're not going to connect on anything else. I no, really get people make it shots. To the world finals. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's good at it. Then he's good at something. There's a seventy-five thousand dollar like first prize. Oh, this is great. This is turning around. <laughs> I'm in. What is Call of Call of Duty? Like, talk me through that. That's like a really aggressive. It, it might. Yeah. It might. It, it might, might be. be pretty aggressive. It's called Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jesse. Yeah, um, and yeah. he hasn't he hasn't worked for a couple years, but he's been practicing. Uh huh. But he's going to make it. He tells you he's going to make it to the world champions. He's optimistic. Listen, I'm breaking. I'm really. I'm a hot glass half full type of guy. A he's optimistic to Seoul. He's talented. Oh, Seoul. That's yeah. where the finals are. Yeah, this year. I've never been to Seoul. Let's go to Seoul. Let's go together. Can we make it a, a couple's trip? This is sounding better and better. It's just that his eyes are glazed over like 90% of the time. He smokes a lot of weed. Well, he plays a lot of college. Yeah. 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 
So anyway, deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker. I love this. Yeah. Great. I can get past it. Yeah? Uh-huh. How? I just don't know if I could. I was sort of setting you up for we, what I could tolerate. Right. Right. Well, this is we're learning about each other. Um I think you I I would just have to give it a little bit of a shot. I'm single. God, I'm single. Yeah. And they're not I mean, they're not knocking on my door. The last guy that came around was the guy with the limp biscuit tattoo. Okay. I gotta give this one a shot. All right, but he lives in a converted um like studio apartment that mm. is <laughs> in a in a parking garage mm-hmm. underneath a oh. Is he squatting? <laughs> He's not squatting. It's just not necessarily like up to code. Okay. Um, yeah. And he he's proud to say that, you know, he pays his own rent. Just not it's a been lot raised. Oh, it's no, been no, raised. No, no, it's been raised. <laughs> Jesse, it's been raised. It's now up to uh-huh. three three hundred and twenty two bucks. Okay. A month. He's probably staying at my house a lot then. Oh yeah. So I have to call the duty. I, can't, set up I my... really can't break you on this. You are still with yeah. this guy. <laughs> I can't believe it. I think I'm just. Maybe I'm just. I've been. I haven't been single for so long. In reality, I'm just really excited by this fantasy <laughs> single dump. Like let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. I, I I like your uh, like I love how you are just willing to give anything a shot. Listen, and that's how I've spent like the majority of my life. <laughs> um, okay, you're with a guy who tips seven point five percent at restaurants. Ooh, that's a bad one. Nope, absolutely deal breaker. All right. Uh huh. Okay. That's such a telling thing. Like, how will you expand? That's a window right into your character. It's like a zip line, right? To like your the the soul of a person. <laughs> You're there quick. No, you can't come back from that. Would you come? If he thinks that's okay, yeah, and that would be the last first and last time because I wouldn't see him again. He's just like I was a waiter in the past. Like oh, then I even worse. That, like, no, no, no. I broke Taco. you. Yes. I don't know what is his name. No, that was an easy one. Okay. Um. While peeing next to you at a urinal, um, you notice he pulls his pants down to the floor. <laughs> Eric Stone Street literally did this joke to me. No he way. walked into a restroom before I did, and I rounded the corner, and he had his pants around his ankles, his underwear down, and he was urinating. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then the next time we were in a urinal together, he came in right next to me. And, you know, they have, they have those dividers between the urinals. Well, you don't know because you don't have urinals. And, but you've seen them. You know what I'm talking about. He knocks on. He goes, don't you hate these things? Well, there are other people in the, in the restroom. He's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so funny. Um, I don't know. If he has a cute butt, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But it was. it's not a joke. It's just... Something that's that, how he needs to pee. Yeah, that's or, how little boys do it, right? Like little kids do that, right? Yeah, I mean, I how think does Jack I, pee? Pulls out all down his pants all the way. How old is he? At five. He probably pulls his pants down all the way. You know, I, I'm a little embarrassed. I haven't fully examined 
He's actually he's old enough now. He's too little to be at a urinal. No, no, but it, yeah, but he, and he's also old enough now where he pees on his own. So, so you're not there supervising. I'm not there supervising. I I also don't know. I definitely think there's like a aim issue because yeah. sometimes I'll you know wander back into the bathroom and there's little splatters everywhere. <laughs> do you get taught like to do you guys get taught? I don't to remember. Clean up? To clean up? Yeah. Or like I still don't clean up. Yeah, I don't really either. It's not my problem. I was sounding so lofty. <laughs> <laughs> not my problem. Someone will deal with that. <laughs> uh, um, okay, here's another one. Uh-uh. He only uses the white pages when he needs to find a phone number. Like Google. See, now I think that's really, I think that's sexy. <laughs> I kind of do too. That's like, yeah, I like that. It's He's like vintagey and like eighty six. Oh, <laughs> we could be friends, but we're not. We're not going to be lovers. He has forty two phone books. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think. I think that's charming. I think it's charming, but I'm not going to be dating an eighty six year old man. That's where the deal breaker came in. You just snuck that in, though. I did. Yeah, that wasn't part. That was because on your you're paper. Not, it's tough. You, you're a tough one. I know. I'm just a. Yeah. Well, it, you're tough in the sense that I'm excited to be single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super stoked. I'm game. <laughs> um, at restaurants, he always asks you to go to the restroom with him because he says there's safety in numbers. That's cute. <laughs> You're impossible. <laughs> I re- it's reminding me of Maria Bamford when she nothing was a deal breaker for her. Remember that's that? So true. Yeah. We tried really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a deal breaker. I think that's cute. I think he's being charming. The way you said it was charming. I well, thought you were being really cute just then. Thank you. What if he doesn't know how to um, use mm, the letter Y? So he says, oh, so you were in New Ork for a long time. Or, um... So he's, he's, cock, he's Cockney. So you were in New York. <laughs> but he's not. But he's not. Um, I don't think it's a deal breaker. I just think Are it's... you concerned about um, the situation like... in Emin? <laughs> I mean, I think it's weird. <laughs> I would be more like if he said, "Like, excuse me, I gotta, I gotta leave the room." I think that's like more of a deal breaker. Like if he used the word "excuse me" in like a serious way, like "excuse me" while I use the restroom, then I'd be like, "Oh, I don't like that." Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I have to use the restroom. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> I'm out. Excuse me. I excuse me. I need to use the restroom. Come with me. There's there's power in numbers, and then he pulls his pants down to the floor. That combination, one thousand percent. Nope. <laughs> but you're single. Yeah, I know. But I'm single. It's been so fun. It's been a good run. <laughs> it's been a good run. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Tell us about like what advice would you give to um, 
I don't know, actors maybe potentially wanting to like what like what when you teach your class, mm-hmm. do you have thoughts about um not just sort of the technical advice, but also just the business of it all? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because I, I don't remember what actor it was, but I was listening to someone being asked this question, and it was an actor who I admire very, very much. And I can't remember, I can't remember who it was, but they basically said, I hate giving advice because I don't want my journey to be something that you feel like you have to live up to. Like you should all make your own mistakes and, and you know, like you should figure it out on your own, which is sort of a horrible thing to say when you're just looking for advice. Like I don't want to give you advice, but I do feel like there's something really great about not, you know, you hear the same things over and over, like just be yourself and like, don't try and put yourself into other people's shoes and don't look at other people's careers. It's like it, it, your, your trajectory. Don't go like, to New York. <laughs> don't go to New York. <laughs> um, I will say like, I, I wanted to do everything. Like I wanted to do, th- I like, I loved, as you know, musical theater. And like, I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like in Les Miserables. And like, I did not have that type of voice, but like, that's what I thought I, like that to me was a a sign of success if I could be in a show like that. And I tried to like square peg round hole myself into like all these things that I felt like I should, should do or like be a good dancer, which I'm not. And like, I did a lot of things not that great instead of doing like three things really well. So I was like, be good at like two things instead of being like semi good at like 10. I don't know. No, it's I, a hard piece. It's hard to ask because I, this is a hard business. So that's also the thing that I say a lot is like, don't do this unless you absolutely have to do it, which I think a lot of people told me when I was younger. Someone told me that, but I always thought I always felt that was kind of mildly poisonous to me. Why? Because I felt like, well, I don't think I'm going to necessarily succeed. I don't have enough confidence in myself. And I felt like there's succeeding. It's about just wanting to do it. But I felt like there were other things I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And nothing as much as acting, but there were other things that I felt like okay, I can I can attempt to make living. And I don't think acting should be the only thing that you can possibly make a living at. Like that's that's also asinine. Like, but I feel like that passion for doing it has to be so red hot, or else. It's true that like facing the years of rejection, yeah, and this like you know the the stuff that. You have to weather and the hustle and like attempting to like essentially start your own small business by mm-hmm. yourself. Right. Um, it requires a ton of, I guess, perseverance and, and I guess like late nights tossing and turning. And I, I think a lot of it also is just having a very stable, cohesive version of like what you can do and sticking to that. And not letting other people shake it and like really trusting your gut. I mean, that, that that's such a cliche, but it, it, I think it's so true. I mean, one of the first, I, I was offered a role in Spam a lot that Mike Nichols was directing. And I turned it down to be a part of this other show called the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee because it had been a show that I had been working on and making no money doing for three years, like workshopping and putting it like on its feet from the very beginning. And everyone's like, you can't turn down Mike Nichols. You're going to ruin your name in the, this industry. Like, he, you, you won't come back from that. And I said, I have, to, I have to do this other job. And it got to the point where Mike Nichols actually called me on my cell phone. And I was like, at this point, I, I was like buying a bagel from a, a deli because that was all I could afford to eat for the entire day. Like, I needed money. And he's like, I just want to hear why you're turning this down. You know, we've 
taken a long time to put the show together and we think you're great for the show. Why, why are you turning this down? I told him what I just told you about this other show that I'd been working on, Spelling Bee. And, I, and he's like, I totally respect that and I wish you the best. And fast forward to that Tony season, Sp- Spelling Bee had moved all the way to Broadway. We were up against Spamlot for the Tony Awards that year. And Mike Nichols was in the audience watching me, came back to my dressing room. I opened the door. He gave me the biggest hug. And he said, I'm so proud of you for trusting your instincts. And meanwhile, everyone else in the industry was like, you can't turn down Mike Nichols. You, you, you're going to make a huge mistake. This is like, your career is going to end. He's going to be so pissed at you. And it was the exact opposite. Every time I saw him after that, he remembered my name, even though I never worked with him professionally. He's had so much respect for my artistic artistic integrity and like i felt like that instinct like that i just i i knew personally that that was the right thing to do and everyone else my agent casting directors my manager everyone was saying you can't do this you can't do this this is the wrong choice and i was sure of it and i stuck with it and so i really feel like listening to your voice even though everyone else is telling you to do something else is really important so um my dear sweet michael sherman here Mm-hmm. Has will you please? He, oh my God! There's a spelling bee playbill. <laughs> Wait, Michael, take, your, take uh, this. Okay. Um, that's I so sweet. This, I've actually met you twice before. Okay, which I know it sounds really creepy by saying that here, but um, I went to see this when I was in fifth grade. Oh, my mom my asked me Wadsworth God. Theater, and you signed it actually. Oh my God, you saw it when we did it here in LA. Yeah, I saw that it. Is, and I signed it. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. I'm having an out of body experience. This is so cool. Where am I? Oh, there I am. Look at that baby. Baby face. I have the same signature. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, and then I met you again on the set of Modern Family. Yeah. I thought that was, was really that's cool. so was amazing. Like, how can I not bring it? I love this. There it is. So this is a show that I had to do. It's, it was Yeah, I, I'm friends with Dan. Dan Fogler. He's pretty amazing. He won a Tony Award for it. Okay, so should we go to callers... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code SUMMER. Okay, so we call people. Yeah. Do you know about this? I do know. Okay. I do know. I okay. listen to. I listen. I've listened to your podcast. Really? Huh? Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm nervous about giving advice to people. I'm like, you're you going to be the great. Lead. Oh my you'll gosh, be, you'll be great. Are you kidding? I'll just talk about my next story again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to call Kelly first. Kelly is in Portland, and she's 33. <phone rings> it's too loud. Can you make it louder? <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a fucking jerk. This is Kelly. Hey, Kelly. It's Sim. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm going to introduce you to Anna. Hi, Kelly. Hi there. 
Oh, thanks so much for participating. <laughs> and Anna's going to introduce crazy. our guest. Um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family is here. And Hi. He's fantastic. <laughs> Hi. How are so you? Nice to meet you both. Nice meeting you too. So Kelly, you're having some trouble communicating with your dad. Tell us what's going on. Okay. It's a little long-winded, so bear with me. Um, just so grew up in a tight-knit family. Uh, you know, it was a pretty uh, laid-back uh, environment to where uh, my parents my sister and I were raised as very strong, you know, independent women. Um, we're, you know, also raised to accept everyone for who they are. Um, a few years ago, my parents, um, my, my dad lost his job. Um, his work was actually moved out of the U.S. So he was left without a job. They ended up relocating to a really small mining town in the southwest uh, part of the state. And uh, the recent... Uh, years events uh, that took place with the election. Um, we were kind of blindsided by my dad's choice. He kind of, um, due to our upbringing, would never expect uh, the choice he made, um, which has now brought up a whole set of issues of us being heartbroken. But uh, it's it's brought up the really, I, I'm, I'm warning my dad all over again now just because of his sexist racist, bigotry kind of attitude now that he finds to be acceptable. Um, so it's, it's very hard to deal with. Um, for example, um, the day after the poll shooting, my dad went out and bought an AR-15. We've never had guns in our family. Not saying that, you know, it's your right to do that, but for us, it's, it's never been something that we've ever considered. Um, so at this point, my sister has cut off communication. She's a political science major and really doesn't want him in her life. Um, she also is dating a first generation American and doesn't want him to meet his family. Um, my question is, is how do I create uh, an open forum environment for us to have an intellectual and respectful conversation without pulling in politics? Is your dad retired? No. So he is, has a very, he's a trade skill worker. He has a very specific um, occupation, which when this company in Oregon failed um, and moved overseas, he was left kind of without a job. So they moved to this terrible place, which it's like going back in time when you visit my mom, uh, my sister and I volunteer at Pride. I, I live in Portland. It's a very liberal bubble. Um, and so we went here at pride and we got her a pride flag and she can't even hang it up in this mining town in fear of what might happen. Um, and so there, she hates it there. Yeah. I was about it's to a ask, very backwards. Your, so your, your mom's pretty unhappy. So their marriage must be pretty troubled. It's yeah, it's rocky. Oh boy. This election really did a doozy <laughs> on a lot of people. Oh fuck. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Oh man, there's no, I, there, nah, like everyone's going to dig their heels in. I, I don't know if there's a way. I would love to be able to say, like, take them to brunch. And there's yeah. no, there's no real advice. I mean, I don't know how you answer. Like, I don't know how I you think help. it's not about like answering this question. I think it's about figuring out your new relationship with your father. I think, you know, it's okay that relationships with our loved ones shift and change and morph and are redefined and 
usually they're redefined and morphed because of huge events. And I've, this election was a huge, huge event for so many people, for good and bad. And I, um, I, I think it's sort of how to come to peace with just this new relationship that you have. It's heartbreaking to hear that you know your your mom and dad are not that it's affecting their their relationship as well. Um, I wouldn't know how to give advice on that. I mean, I guess the you know big question is, do I cut off communication with him just because every time there's a conversation between us, because I talk to my mom and he'll be in the background and want to put me on speakerphone, and he starts talking about politics and I'm basically fact checking what he's telling me like, Nope, that's wrong. Like we're going to get into it again. Is it worth setting up up parameters? Like saying, I don't want to talk about politics with you. And if you're going to continue a relationship with me, that's not on the table. Like I, that can't be part of our relationship because we disagree so, so much. And what's the point of tearing each other down? I mean, I, it sort of feels like a fight or flight situation of like saving your relationship with your father is like, really setting up boundaries don't you think oh yeah well yes i i think that um i this is gonna sound like a really weird roundabout way to give a an amazing gift to your mother which might be like sort of because because i i think it would be impossible to change your father's mind on anything. He wants to be challenged. He wants to be challenged by people that he loves because, you know, whatever, that's how, that's how people work, I think. But challenging him only sort of gives him the attention that he wants from you. And in terms of sort of negativity or whatever, like he, he know, he knows, you guys both know where you stand. And, um, I don't know. I think that it might be an amazing, I'm trying to sort of wrap my head around this idea because I don't know if I would have the strength, the idea of maybe making it clear once or twice that you don't want to talk about political issues. And then if it gets brought up, maybe simply being silent because I think that your mom must be tortured like after you guys hang up the phone, your father must, I don't know if I'm right about this. Listen to me. I'm like writing a fucking play. Um, sorry, but you know what? Maybe it's worth like just talking to your mom and saying, what do you think I should do? Um, and what do you, what are you like? How are you handling this? Does she weigh on in this with you privately? Oh, I mean, we've chatted about it, you know, obviously, uh, I kind of pleaded with him before he made his decision um, of like, if you care about your daughters, you're not going to move forward with that. I mean, obviously everyone has the right to choose, um, but it was kind of my last just effort. And my mom cried. I cried. Like we are all in the same boat. We've talked about it. You know, my sister took the road of, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. If he gets on the phone, I'm just going to end the call. And for me, um, I just can't, do that. I almost, and I know I, you know, setting up boundaries is a great idea of just kind of cutting it off. It's just, I want to educate him almost like, no, I know that's, that's the hard part about this though, because like Anna said, it's, you can't change someone's heart that doesn't want to be changed. You can't force someone to 
redefine their beliefs unless they want to change. I mean, I, you know, I've I've been through ups and downs with my parents, and like I, th- they sometimes fight me on 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 growing and then changing and being a better person, and and they say, you know, that's just the way I was brought up, and I always say, you know, you're a better human being. You like give yourself some credit. Like you still have. 40, 50 more years on this planet, you could, you can change, you can grow, like give yourself that credit. But with something like this, I feel like he has to be willing to, to change. And it seems like such a belief that he has. It's, it's, it's almost like how to salvage your relationship and still have a loving, you obviously still care about your father so much or else you wouldn't be concerned about, you know, keeping in touch with him. And it, to me, just seems like if I was in your shoes, I'd be like, listen, I love you. And in order to save our relationship, which is really strained right now, I got to take politics off the table and I don't want to talk about politics with you anymore. And I know your desire to, to, to educate him is there. And I think that's really admirable. And I think that's amazing. I think you should channel that into a place that is going to be more productive. Anna's uh, not pleased with that one. Her face. No, I, no, no, no. I, totally, <laughs> I, I was just thinking about like how I would, I, I, it's just, it's just a tough one because it's, it, it truly is, like you and your father have some fundamental differences that uh, I don't know how it's like easy for me to tell you, Oh, don't, don't engage him with that, with that arena. If you know, shower him with love, tell him what an amazing father he's been, make him feel good. But that's a really hard thing to, to do when somebody's in an angry place. Um, and, uh, gosh, I'm, I, I'm sorry about, I'm sorry about that. Has have you tried Jesse's advice, which is tell him I don't want to talk about politics at all? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, as soon as he starts bringing up whatever uh, that he's found on whatever website, um, you know, and I tell him, you know, do you want to get into this? Like, do you want me to fact check you right now? And uh, you know, I try to, I try to cut it off, but you know, he'll send me a link on a text and be like, Hey, you know, just going back to that conversation. Here's a text message. This is where I got my information. Anna's so right. He's, like, he's, that's his way of engaging and trying to keep you, you know, in his, like, like yeah. he's trying to keep this conversation going. Cause I think he's, he's like, that's I, how he's I, engaging. I, yeah. I don't know what my identity is right now. And I want my, miss my daughters. And this is the only like Avenue. I know how to, you know, get Kelly's attention. Um, I, oh gosh, it's tough. It would be really tough to do, but I would, I would say be patient and, um, and be be loving if you can, you know, especially if, um, if your sister isn't in, you know, communication and, and also, I, I also think about your mom too, you know, I guess I know it's so hard though, but, uh, cause we're all, we're in a pretty divisive place and it's tough for, for a lot of people, but, but also know Kelly that this is, it's like, the, it feels like the whole country is kind of dealing with this yeah. I'm sure she's idea of divided families. That's why and, I wanted this call. Yeah. 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 I mean, we had a couple of these before. We had one. Yeah. It was before the election or right after the election. Yeah. Um, so it's been a year now. I mean, the thing is, we're we're gearing up for for this all to happen again, and I think people like Kelly, who have such a passion for, 
you know, communication and just educating and like making sure that they're fact checking and making sure that the facts out there are correct. And I think we need more voices like that. And I just feel like putting that energy into in other places instead of arguing with their father, maybe finding another avenue where that is going to be maybe a little more productive is great. Because I think we need people like you who are passionate about, you know, the next election. Uh, and I think <laughs> I, I'm certainly in that same boat. And um, yeah. And I'm concerned about losing his daughters. Of course he is. That's but why I, if he's, he, shouldn't that some, be the most important thing in the world? Sometimes people don't know how to, how to, you know, t- to say that sometimes they have to show that through, um, you know, being antagonistic or something, you know, like I do. Well, with you. my dad knows, <laughs> I mean, my dad knows that he's even asked me, you know, well, why isn't my, you know, your sister not talking to me? And I'm, you know, pretty well, straightforward knows. with him. We're a no bullshit kind of family where he I knows. call him out on his, on his stuff. And I'm like, you have to call Is her. Is your dad an only child? No. Oh, okay. uh, he it has sounds a like something an only child sister. would say. <laughs> well, a younger sister he does not talk to. So yeah. okay. um, well. it's an interesting family background. Um, but, you know, I, it, it, <sighs> He's a product of his environment, unfortunately, with where he lives. And but I think the biggest heartbreak for me is that he was never like this growing up, not mm-hmm. once. And now it seems like this election is bringing out what I guess he always was, to where now he can just spout things off because he thinks it's okay now. So I think for me, the hardest thing is being quiet and not calling him out. Like you could, can't say those things. Could you? That's, that's not okay. Could you write him? A, a very very gentle letter, expressing so Your that idea, too. like that um, that you you know you raised two strong, smart, you know, independent daughters, and you know you know like sort of framing it in in that idea. Like here's your accomplishments as a, as a father. Here's what we admire about you, um, and here's where. I've noticed a shift and I don't quite understand it. I love you. Um, please like, please tell me what to do. Please tell me how to have a healthy relationship with you. That's an awesome idea. It is. A I love idea. that. I really like that too. Look at you, Anna. <laughs> oh, you guys, I'm so fucking good. Now, right. Well, because I think it'll be easier for him to digest, right. In a written form, then he can read it over and over and over and over and think about it and think about it and think about it, but make sure to like, Make sure to do at least like seven compliments. I think you know, and have like your sister read it too. Maybe like give give it an outside eye before you send it off. Kelly, you can email me the draft. I'll forward it to Anna, and Anna will give you notes. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I line it. If only I knew how to read. <laughs> okay, we. Um. Hey, Kelly. Thank you so much because I think this is thank something you that a lot of people are dealing with, and I so appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Kelly. Well, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. I hope you have a, one- have a wonderful day. And thank Tell you your dad so much, I love everyone. him. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Kelly. I love you. Thanks. Bye. 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 When I, sometimes I tell people that I love them about 80% of the time, and they don't reciprocate. They don't re- <laughs> but that's okay, because it's a vulnerable thing to say. And it's uh, weird. Uh, it's a weird thing that I do. I don't I, think that's true. I think they all say I love you, but they or or they don't hear the last part, 
or they hang up. It's true. I do sort of like. You throw it in there at the end. Yeah. 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 We ready on the next call? It still is weird. It's weird. It's weird. I recognize that. that. But I mean it. It's just that I recognize. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. All right, we're going to call Allie now. Allie is in Atlanta, and she's 24. Hey, this is Allie. Hey, Allie, it's Sim. How are you? Hey, Sim, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Anna is here. Hi, Allie. Hey, Anna, how are you? Happy birthday. Hey, thank you. We're here with um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and um, thank you so much for um, participating in our weird Oh, my gosh. Hey, guys. You guys are iconic, and wow, I can't believe I'm talking to you guys. Listen to us. Oh, thanks, Allie. Tell us more. (laughs) We're beautiful. My breath smells amazing. (laughs) So, Allie, Allie, what's going on with your in-laws? Yeah, so this is kind of a an interesting situation. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but just to kind of preface the story, my fiance and I, we've been together for around five years, and we were kind of getting into an argument around this. And right before this happened over Thanksgiving, we had been listening to the podcast. We listened to it on every car ride all the time, and we were like, what do we do about this issue? And I was like, oh, my gosh, we need to ask Anna. Like, we have to ask her. And so that's oh. why we wrote in. And so I love it's crazy you. that I think I mean I yeah, do love we, you. We love you too. You're amazing. I hope I just didn't um, cause so a really rift ha- though. Yeah, okay, sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah, so basically so as I mentioned, I've been with my fiance for around 5 years. I spend a lot of time with his family, but it's kind of a weird situation whenever we go up there, which is pretty often, basically their family kind of does this thing where they split off all of the boys and the girls. 
And so I'll go and I'm kind of expected to hang out with his mom and his sister and his aunt and his grandma. And basically I just shop the whole time, which is fine sometimes, but I'm not like a super girly girl. I don't love to shop um, and do all of the girl stuff all the time. And then the guys, they go do like the guy things. They do golfing and all that. And we don't really ever spend that much time together. So it's gotten to a point after so many years of this, it's getting kind of tiring driving all the way up there going shopping and coming back and not spending much time together. My fiance feels a little bit stuck in the middle because he, his dad is like, I don't understand why you can't just come golfing. And his parents kind of, I feel like they have the feeling that I'm being a little bit naggy, which I hate. You know, people always use that stupid word for, you know, girls. And it's just kind of a predicament that he's kind of stuck in the middle. So we want to figure out, you know, what's a good way to change the dynamic a little bit, bring this up to his parents without, hurting their feelings because they're a little bit sensitive as well. Oh, boy. This is a doozy. Putt-putt. It, like it seems like sort of on the page a little simple, but, but wait, Allie, how, how often do you need to go up there? Or how often is sort of your fiancé pushing you to go up there? And how does his family feel about you guys getting married? And what's your relationship like with his the like the female members of his family do you enjoy them at all even if you don't enjoy the activities sorry that yeah one. so i i really love them they're they're amazing and they they really like me their their dynamics are just a little bit different they're a little bit more traditional my family my parents are divorced and when my fiance comes up we kind of just do like active things all together and so it we get along but i can't it's almost one of those things that you can spend a certain amount of time with someone before it gets like overwhelming. So it's kind of one of those situations. We go up there for like major holidays and sometimes in between it's mostly his parents that just like really like having us there. It's not really my fiance. He's, he's kind of in the same, he understands where I'm coming from more. It's more just like their, their families. That's just how they've always operated is having the boys and the girls separate. And it was fitting into like, those gender norms that I'm fine with, but I'm like, when we have kids eventually, is that how, is that how it's going to be? You know, are we all just going to be separate? So it's just weird to me. And what's your communication level with your fiance about this? Have like, have you guys discussed at length this? Yeah. So he knows, he knows my frustration. He's frustrated about it too. He just feels like, shoot, like I don't even like, it's not even fun family time because I feel like, I need to please everyone. And then he feels really stuck. Yeah. Cause his parents is... don't get why it's an issue. They're like, I don't get why Allie would even have an issue with this. This like, is just normal. Like, does she not like us? Like they don't really see it as an issue to them. It's just normal. Is it worth saying something like, I like you so much. I want to spend more time with you. Like, can we do something more as a family? Like whether it be going to see a movie or like, like, uh, but seriously, putt putt. Like, I mean, I don't know, but it, I think it's exactly the opposite. Like, you feel like a little left out from the family experience because you're sequestered with a you know a female only group, which you know, I mean, my I just my sister just got married, and my half of my family went out golfing, and I they didn't invite me just because I I hate golfing, but I was like a little offended. I was like, why well, didn't even someone even asked me like well we know you wouldn't want to go it's like yeah but it's nice just to be asked like because you know it was a it's a family event and i wanted to be included 
I would have said no. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's it's coming from a good place because you actually want to spend time with them. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like I want us all to do things instead of having it be so... It's just not a dynamic I'm used to. Have you tried uh, inviting them down to see you and maybe hosting them on your own terms to kind of demonstrate a different model, maybe? Yeah, we have, we've done that once and it, it went pretty well and I think his dad almost wanted to take him and try to go golfing again like that's just their like go-to so I think I guess maybe doing more of that I just like don't want to say like oh my gosh I'm tired of going shopping like if I go on another shopping spree I'm gonna die because that's dramatic but why don't you invite yourself to go golfing yeah yeah maybe yeah that's a good idea like I'd rather go golfing that sounds like more fun yeah um, to, it sounds to me, well, to I, I think a couple of things, um, I think one, it sounds like there may be a generational issue, but also maybe a fundamental issue between your fiance's parents. Like they, they like maybe, you know, your fiance's father sort of wants to like, they, they're not used to spending a lot of time together. So that's the, clearly the pattern that they've gotten into which is sad a little bit, I think, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, but I think that you should, if you have the strength before you get married, uh, it's only a compliment to them if you tell them um, that like, you, that, like you're not used to this pattern and you want to spend time all together and can we figure out some things to do all together because I love all of you. And as we're like joining our families together, I, I want to make sure we all feel really close. And, um, and I, I, I just hope you take this as a compliment. Can we all do, you know, whatever shit together? Fucking bowling. <laughs> bowling. Totally. It's <laughs> the worst. I, love that. Well, yeah, I, I do I love have to that. say that it's pretty cool that you're marrying someone who is on the same page as you and is going to break that pattern. You know, we are, it, 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 like we were just saying, it's hard to break our parents of, you know, habits and to change them completely. But there's something really, I think, great about creating your own family rules and finding someone who shares the values that you share. And it sounds like you have, which is awesome. Yeah, it's great to have him on, on my side. Yeah, definitely. It's, it was just like so foreign to me because I just, that's just not how my family was. So it's just, I don't know. But yeah, Anna, like what you were saying about kind of wording it like, like, like you said, I love that a lot. Or just bring like some needlepoint next time and like <laughs> hand that out to all the women <laughs> and <laughs> some bourbon for all the men. <laughs> And tape out the yeah. room and make sure you just on a separate sides and like just make it really clear that this is cool. <laughs> but I think it would be a huge compliment oh to them, I think, if you were able to be, especially before you get married, really communicative with them about that. I wish that I had, you know, I, I don't know if at 24 years old, if I would have had the guts to be like, hey, can we all like work this out before everything's all said and done, but I, but I think it'd be really, it'd be really impressive. Um, you know, let's leave her with some final advice. Um, what do you think guys? I guess, um, I guess putt putt, isn't that what you said earlier? It's sort of the combo of, <laughs> I do think, I do think what Anna said is, is really great about, yeah, it, it, you, you, you are bringing it up because you do care about them and you want to spend more time with them. And I think 
if you put it in that context, they can't be upset about it. Um, and it's you also establishing yourself as a part of the family in a strong, in a strong way, in also, a strong and kind way. And also, maybe you'd remember that even though you are marrying and uh, you are you are gaining other family members, you're not marrying his parents. So, you know, True. no one's <laughs> parents like I, I. I love my in laws, and there's certain things that they do that drive me crazy, and, and vice versa for my husband. So, like, that's just part of what being married is. It's not going to all be completely smooth. And that's part of the challenge of it. And like, that's the great thing about having a partner and a co-pilot who is so on your side. Um, so, you know, definitely, you know, embrace the fact that he is, you know, of your same but, mindset. And Allie, congratulations, by the way. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, thanks. thanks. Yeah, we're not getting married for like two more years. So I have oh, then never mind. To <laughs> <laughs> well, you have plenty of time to think about this then. <laughs> the alley. Anna, I just have to say, Samantha James is the Beyonce of all movie characters, and I am like, I watch that movie every single day. I'm not even kidding, and Stupid I just love Samantha dick. in every movie. <laughs> 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 Allie, thank you. I love so playing much, that Allie. character. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, all right. I love you so much. Keep us informed. Yeah, let me know how it all goes down. Okay, awesome. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye, Bye. Allie. Bye. Sim, can I finally go enjoy my birthday? Yes, you can. You, you've I'm earned it. You've earned your Jesse birthday cake. Me. <laughs> Confetti cake? <laughs> yes. Not you. No. <laughs> No, you have not earned cake. Okay. <laughs> Jesse, thank you. Thank you. Modern for Family me. Wednesdays, nine PM? I think yeah. yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't well, matter no, now. Nobody, you can watch no it wherever watches, you want to watch no one, it. No one no one watches it like no. when it's on the air, right? Just turn just, on the TV exactly. and see if it's on. Flip through the channels. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're amazing. Thanks. Thanks for asking me. She's a